0: Yo, what's up everyone? I'm introducing it this time and guess what uh, episode this is. It's the fashion one. Y'all asked for this and we got a new guest on today. His name is Ron. We've been teasing him over and over again and he's finally here. He finally made the time for us, plebs. Um, But unfortunately, Justin, Brendan and Chris aren't going to be here. So hopefully Ron can make up for all three of them and what's up what's up ron
1: yo what's up um, um i am the most shout out person on this podcast so far <laughs> shout outs. i've been hearing <laughs> you guys call so i've been summoned to <laughs> the podcast um i heard you guys want to talk about like uh my hot takes on like fashion because compared to the other guys i have like um i would say like a more different taste to mm-hmm. my clothing lot, like what i'm really into mm-hmm. and uh what else um well,
2: yeah that's why i wanted yeah.
1: you in hell yeah
2: yeah i mean yeah. i mean we we've all uh seen your you know your outfits and fashion sense and stuff that you post on Twitter, on Instagram, um, things that like you know interest you in in terms of fashion in itself, and you know it's glad I'm I'm glad that we're we're able to invite you to talk on this podcast because I I've had a, lot, a few friends actually want to hear more about other people's style, how they interpret fashion, what is high fashion to them, how do they interpret or how do they take that high fashion information and in sort of incorporated into their life and what does it mean for them because especially for you uh, the clothes that you wear i would say it's pretty sick and uh no one you know dresses like you it's very unique um and we also want to hear reasons why you like it you like this sort of style on yourself so much uh, yeah, we so, that,
0: yeah. um yeah just so i'll just let let the people know like your favorite stuff like your designers and everything or examples just so they can like, get a picture in their mind
1: so uh the most of the stuff i wear is mostly like really indie sort of uh japanese clothing so i follow a lot of um, japanese idols if you guys don't know what japanese idols are they are basically just kind of like pop groups kind of like based in japan but i don't Really fall into like the big AKB forty eight if you've heard of them, or the like Hello Project sort of stuff with like Morning Musume and stuff. I kind of fall into like like more underground gritty stuff. So a lot of those guys do have like costume designers, and I really follow a lot of those costume designers. And those costume designers kind of have their own sort of brands where they kind of like modernize it and kind of make it more for like the public. So I kind of like hit up those. Um, fashion designers and they kind of ask them for some of their stuff because most of their stuff is kind of exclusive in Japan and I kind of like get like proxy and everything just to get them over here which I really like to um, wear yeah like, that... sick yeah
0: I-, I remember seeing like you getting emails directly from them and they're like oh thank you for being like a first customer in Canada
1: yeah it's really sick because you get to talk to them like about their vision and it's like um they, like, talk about, like, how they want to create this, like, a lot of the the fashion brands I follow, it's, like, mostly, like, sort of, like, a sort of, sort of, like, a tech wear sort of thing, but it's also mm-hmm. kind of, like, uh, like, a future, like, um, it's kind of, like, future wear, so they kind of, like, incorporate, like, what would it be like if you were to live in a virtual world sort of thing, or, like, um, they incorporate, like, uh, what's it called? The, um, like, hollow designs of, like, they do, like, a lot of 3D printing on their stuff. So they do, like, stuff that, like, glow or, like, the RFIDs and stuff. That's kind of, like, what I'm into, sort of. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's,
3: that's why. Can, can you name some of these brands uh, for those listening?
1: Um, the big top three ones that I do follow are Belmung, um, Kill Remote, and Nonomiyaki. So, um, I'll start with Belmong first. Um Belmong was introduced to me from this idol um Ichigo Rinahamu, where um, basically, Belmong kind of goes into this design where it's kind of like, um, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain because it's very like it's very like casual, so they do like a lot of like sailors, fukus, and like, um. Just, like, clothing that's, like, very, like, business. So they do, like, suits and, like, mm. parkas. And they use, like, very unique materials where it's, like, could be, like, see-through or, like, stuff that are, like... I don't know how to explain it. It's so <laughs> It's so out of this world. Yeah. Like yeah it it kind of look looks like... Right now. It looks like some kind of, like, weird sculpture. Like, it, it's so abstract. I think that's, mm. like, the best way to describe it. It's kind of, like avant-garde and abstract mm-hmm. but in a way it's very wearable for everyone
2: right yeah um can, can, can i like take two steps back and maybe one step forward here okay. um i think what you are doing in terms of your you know because it's your interests that yeah. you going directly to to the idols and the designers that's really cool mm-hmm. i've never heard anybody that you know who has their own creative style actually reach out to the designers interact with them get their sort of um you know Cakes. you want to yeah. pick you want to pick their brain yeah. on how they're getting their designs that's cool man i don't think i've ever heard anybody do this kind of stuff and especially that you're getting um, really fast feedback and conversations and discussions with the designer, with the designers of these idol groups, and like I've seen you, you know, you, you kind of recreate some of these these clothing through like your your characters on different games, and I think that's awesome too. Um, but like yo, dude, that that's really cool. Um, for for those of you out there that are interested in sort of fashion pieces, if you can reach out directly i mean you can't get you you can't really reach out to sort of the higher brands like louis vuitton and everything but if there's an opportunity take that opportunity and you know if there's a door open for you and you're interested in a certain piece definitely reach out because dude man that's that's really really awesome
1: i would say these pieces are kind of a premium price too because they are like indie companies and they're very limited Because yeah. I think they kind of, like, don't really expect a lot of people to buy them. And it's kind of like a, we've built maybe, like, a hundred of these, and we're only expecting to sell a hundred of these, I and mean, we're never going to, like, make them again.
3: Yeah. It has the... that kind of atelier kind of feel. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's handcrafted, you know, one of, well, one of one, but, you know, limited production pieces, which I think make them, you know, extra
1: unique. Um, and I, I kind of know that they work in small teams as well, because... um One of my friends I've talked to in um, when I was back down in California, one of my friends said that one of his friends was interning at Belmont, actually. And like, yeah, then they were doing fashion school in L.A. And then they moved to Japan to take fashion school and then they interned there. So I kind of kind of have a little bit insight on
2: like who's been wow. working there and
1: stuff so it's kind of Damn, like cool. okay.
2: inside, man okay <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man wow you really got your connections down there oh yeah like they they have a small team and it's not like more
1: than like 10 people or whatever
2: mm-hmm. um so okay how did you really get into your style and fashion um, I'm really interested in that. Like, what really inspired you to be like, yo, that is something really sick. Let me find out what brand that is. And then it took you down a rabbit hole. What really started that type of style and fashion for you?
1: Um, I would say, like, maybe when I was in LA, I was starting to pick out fashion pieces. Like... I started with like sort of like the normal stuff like that you would see on youtube like you would see like top 10 techwear brands sort of stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i kind of went down like the acronym stone island kind of route where the first big thing i actually like bought was like this um poncho that was like about a thousand bucks
0: yeah i do okay.
1: yeah and it it was like the most out there thing and i thought if I could rock this, maybe I could go into other things. And I think that one specific item kind of like put me on to like going down more things that are like more outlandish. Mm-hmm. Um, the poncho is like sort of like a hood as well. Like it's kind of like like a, a cape sort of. So you it has the ability where it has zippers on the sides and you could kind of disassemble it and make it to however you want. So I like the modularity of like taking it apart and like putting it back together. And you mm-hmm. could just, it has all these like buttons you could put on. So then it comes like any shape you kind of want it to make it.
2: Wow. That's yeah. how, how how many uh, types of modulations or alternations can you make into making this piece or, you know, this, this, uh, Piece of um, clothing that you have, like how many? How many different iterations can you make from that?
1: Um, you could probably make it into three or maybe like four or five, actually. Because, but I think the most difficult thing was that it didn't come with an instruction book, so you (laughs) kind of like had to like guess where the buttons had to go and everything. And eventually, you could like come up with something that like you're pretty happy with.
2: Yeah, I think that's uh sort of. I think that's done on purpose. Yeah, that's by because design. Exactly. Yes. I was going to say that. Like, you can make that piece of um, clothing however you like see fit for yourself. Just right? make it work. Just make it work for the way. Yeah, make it work for yourself and nobody else. If it works for you and nobody else, you created a, a unique sort of uh, outfit for yourself.
1: <laughs> like at first, yeah.
2: I found it very like nerve wracking, kind of dealing with that. But,
1: like, I kind of enjoy the chaos eventually because you kind of get used to it. And mm-hmm. then you start in like, start piecing stuff that doesn't really work together together. And then it kind of, like, forms into some sort of, like, sense where, like, you could, like, do things.
0: And
3: and that's style. Like, what what is style if not, you know, discovering what works together uh, for you, you know, developing your own aesthetic? Um, so yeah, no, um, and, and I think, I think the three of us can agree, like, that's why we wanted you for this topic, um, because you're definitely somebody who's, um, been out there and explored and, uh, is, has, has found a nice little, uh, aesthetic to continue to build on.
1: I like the guy, if you ever seen, like, the, uh, the chart with, like, the iceberg, the, the, like, the meme... I kind of like going down the depths and I'm almost at the bottom, I feel like. (laughs) Like, I'm kind of like three quarters of the way down.
3: (laughs) Yeah. We were watching that one and uh, what was the bottom of uh, Rick's iceberg? Uh, Nothing will ever be better than, you know, uh, a a modern, like, physique. (laughs) Go to the gym. You know, no piece (laughs) of clothing will ever be better than that.
1: (laughs) Because, like, everybody starts at, like, Gap, and it goes down to supreme and then it just keeps going down into like the more crazier stuff to rick owens to all this mm-hmm. other stuff it's, yeah. at
3: the bottom yeah. like uh carol christian poll uh <laughs> stru- truly wreck right like, yeah oh man it's 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 definitely a a journey and it's it's fun like i think that it it creates interest in an art form that you know maybe a decade two decades ago people didn't really care about all that much Uh um and so yeah i I think we can move move into one of the topics i want to discuss was you know what what drives fashion what drives kind of popularity um i want to think that uh, at least at least from what we mentioned in the previous podcast you know music music is a good driver for for style for fashion um you know throughout the early 70s into the 80s and up until the 90s you know rock and roll really was uh, the the mainstream appeal but i think that as as rock became more indie it it lost a lot of its charisma and it left a place for hip-hop to kind of take over um you know all of us kind of growing up uh in the, the late 90s into the early 2000s can can agree right like uh, at, at one point, it was it was the tall tees. It was it was Tims. It was sneakers. It was mm. jerseys, right? Sportswear apparel, and and now that's really evolved into we're now seeing streetwear on the runway, right? And so, yeah, uh, let's let's talk about that. Like, what what kind of influences have you seen in in, in driving fashion forward?
1: That's a weird quick question, but right? like, have you guys like? maybe in like eighth grade ish have been like into like the polos because of like Kanye sort of like uh like the hip hop scene where everybody wore polo shirts like the pink polo and everything yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not even doing that yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that go
0: ahead
2: go ahead Francis and oh no, yeah right.
0: right. yeah I got I got the polo and I got the tall T version. So <laughs> yeah. <I got> that <laughs> with two four. And you could buy, buy that at the...
3: Footlocker which is crazy. You yeah. could buy that at yeah. Foot Locker. No
0: no I didn't buy it from Foot Locker. I went to um I think I went to the Bay or the gap, yeah, yeah. Well, not, not the gap, uh, Sears. And I was just like, yo, this is not, this is like the, the tall man section. But mm-hmm. I'm work, so.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I would say like, yeah, I, I was getting into that too. Um, because, well, there was this thing around where people were just saying like, yo, 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 GQ is cool. You gotta look sick, you know, gentlemen's <laughs> quality. And so everybody's just like, oh, okay. And then people started wearing the polos, but then they were wearing like the long tees under. I was doing that. And also at the time, my ex, she was like, Oh, why are you wearing long tees? Or like, why are you wearing long tees? Like, no, that's, that's not cool. It's not gangster anymore. Like you gotta wear this. And I'm like, yo, fine. Sure. (laughs) And so (laughs) from that point on, polos were like a thing. Um, long tees under it just to keep the gangster type of style, the gangster style in there. Um, and I you honestly, just,
0: you untuck it when, when yeah. you're you with your boys, and then when you're a girl, you just like put it back in.
2: <laughs> yeah, you put it back in. It's that's the, I guess, where um, the <laughs> modifiable, modular modular, there you are, the modular type of outfit started for me, <laughs> although I'm not really into. Uh, I, I think it's absolutely beautiful and really cool concept for tech wear. I'm not into it just yet, but I think very soon I will because I'll talk about that topic after. But yeah, and so that that era where everybody was doing like the Kanye long tee polo. Yeah, that that, that I definitely adapted to that. For sure,
3: for sure. And like mm. speak, speaking about polos and Kanye, so like... I I argue that, you know, it doesn't matter what your opinions of Kanye, you know, Kanye's having a meltdown on Instagram right now. Um, (laughs) Opinions of him, it's because of him that men are able to freely express themselves with fashion. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, what does he say? Pink ass polo with the fucking snapback. And it's, it's yo, st- yo!
0: Don't hate on uh, on Cameron,
3: man. I want to think first. It's true, but you know, uh, be- because of because of of Yay, like I think that more people became open to discovering brands and uh, not not just wearing straight streetwear. I think there's been a kind of callback to it, a kind of uh, renaissance of streetwear uh, in this high high fashion, you know, uh, perspective, but you know, it really is because of Kanye and like to, to even bring that back and, and talk about the polo. So like when you think about a polo shirt, you're thinking about, you know, Ralph Lauren, you're thinking about, uh, Hilla or you're talking about like LaCoste. Nautica, Lacoste, right? LaCoste. These, these are the, the mainstays and you look at their advertising. It's, it's these waspy, you know, upper, upper middle class, high class kind of, you know, people with money. And so as soon as as soon as the New York kind of rap scene in the in the mid 90s, as soon as those guys start wearing it, you know, there's sort of this rebellious edge of like uh, these kids have money and they wear this. And so we take that and we wear it as well. And so that's why like these polos and these outlandish colors, pink included, all of a sudden become ubiquitous with with hip hop. And I think that I, I like I love that. I love I love that uh, that wasn't the target demographic. But now you look at uh Hilfiger's kind of like history, their their retrospect, they're like, oh yeah, totally. That that we we intended for that. No, they didn't. No, <laughs> they did not. Absolutely did not. That's the culture kind of you know taking taking shape first and foremost, and figure being late to the party and only now trying to retroactively claim that, that was their plan, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I remember that whole thing um, where they Tommy Hilfiger was trying to claim that yo we like you know we did it like no people were doing it because they were trying to sort of uh, make fun of the upper class of yeah. people who were making money and the beautiful like what I find really beautiful is you know I know we talked you talked about it from before. But the way that music is able to influence uh, the people that are listening, uh, style wise, fashion wise, I think is really cool. Um, you know, uh, I I really I I remember that that day well, where uh, they were just like, "Yo, what the heck is this guy trying to say that? You know, he's he's trying to claim that the polos were his thing? No, like." we're making fun of you. Like mm-hmm. it, this thing is for everybody, not just you guys. Nothing is really segregated or isolated for just, I'll say it for the upper white folk. Mm-hmm. Oh. Everybody can wear it. Cause, <laughs> Cause there's also a lot of, um, the controversy of Hill figure being really racist. Right. And so right. that was right. also a bash to him saying like, it's not just for white people. It's for us too. And right. obviously it's the, uh, black community that was uh really rebelling against that
3: it's a it's a counterculture and counterculture will always be attractive right Mm. Mm, yeah and so i guess uh, like in the same way the polo did that um were there any other examples of garments um that you guys can think of that kind of had that same sort of rise uh due to counterculture
0: like um something not intended yeah, or
1: like, just like I, just I guess happened. something
0: that's that's that's
1: I guess like the dad shoes maybe coming back.
3: Oh yeah! Oh yeah. my God! God.
1: Yes! Yeah. Oh shit! How,
3: how did that
0: happen? I, I
3: I don't quite know myself. I see it online where people are like, "You're still wearing sneakers?" <laughs> like
1: I, uh, I feel like it was like the the New Balances and, and yeah, like yeah 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 seven hundred coming out that that big wave mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Kanye yeah. sort of created. Yeah, for sure.
3: low-key like i know the new balances right now are are popular in the beiges or like in the different colors of gray like very washed Mm -hmm. out kind of
2: yeah just yeah the old the old people's shoe as they call it you know like barbecue um, shoe yeah the the uncle barbecue shoe whatever you want to call but yeah that is definitely has changed the perspective of many um and Man, the sneaker game, I can go on and on and on about it with Ron, Francis and Jay, like Chris, everybody and how, you know, things that, you know, people thought were really cheap and didn't want to wear is now for some reason coming back.
0: Oh yeah, you know, like Fubu um, yeah. and Fila and uh, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> like the even the remember the the champion brand. Yeah, the champion. champion brand was like two bucks at the dollar store for what it was before, and then for some reason it just came back, and now it's a hype brand. It's a street brand. How did that happen? Like I was in freaking elementary school. Uh, I you know we couldn't You're really afford. Champion. Yeah, I couldn't afford Nike and all that because it was really expensive, and it was just wearing Champion because that's it's all that we could afford and so like now that it's become a street brand it just boggles my mind how that evolution really turned so quickly
3: yeah i i'm kind of lost when it comes to champion perhaps because it's like the the most notable basic when it comes to sweats right yeah like, but like i kind of look at that and i compare it to brands like carhartt right but mm-hmm. at least with like carhartt you're buying those overalls yo those are flame retardant those are you know, anti anti moisture kind of ripples off the fabric. Like that's that's attractive. That's something that's 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 viable. You know, it's useful. Mm-hmm. So,
0: uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know what else. Um I wouldn't say Converse would be something like that. Although there was a phase oh, when in... everyone had a Converse. Converse and Vans, like everybody's going back and forth. Yo, Vans was is better. Converse is better, but like they they both are pretty much the same canvas material, and they'll rip in like two months. Yeah, right?
0: there, there was um, a time when like everyone was wearing like skater stuff, but none of them skated. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I
3: said DCs. Had um, DCs. Yeah, DCs. It's
0: just a comfy shoe. You
3: know? Yeah,
2: it is. It is. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know. I can't think of. I can't think of something else right now. Yeah, I guess. It has I to guess come come the
2: another
3: conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a good one. Yeah, she's a good one. Um,
0: yeah. but I guess. I guess
3: like the biggest. The biggest example and this is, I guess, where my segue comes in is exactly what we mentioned before: streetwear. Streetwear now taking you know center stage when it comes to fashion week, um, um, and so. We can we can get right into it and you know talk about the elephant in the room, which is Balenciaga,
2: right? Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Quite start, quite an know.
3: interesting show. Quite an interesting show.
2: Jay, you first, man. You're the one that uh, brought brought it up. I do have something. thoughts. brought it.
3: <laughs> so let me say right off the bat, my first time watching the show, I liked it. I did. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was interesting. I thought that there was a narrative. Um, I enjoy designers who can pull you into their world, right? Mm. And so when I see these kind of they're wearing evening wear, they're they're wearing, you know, something you'd wear out to the club, but you know, they're trudging through the snow in the middle of a storm carrying these fucking garbage bags. (laughs) I, I, I just envision this person, you know, coming back from the club, uh, and the party's still going on in their head, you know? Like mm-hmm. they've got this this fierceness still walking home um, <laughs> carrying this garbage <laughs> bag with their stuff. and i, I and i I dug it. I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so far as the design, you know, there were a, a couple things that I really liked, a couple things that I didn't. Um, of course, we were going to see branding on there. and so Apple be different, right? Those sweaters mm-hmm. were were part of the collection. Um, and so i had I had no issue with the show until we get to the end, and it becomes uh, never want to get pol- political with this podcast, but it, it became a Ukraine thing. Yeah, yeah, right. he had uh He had models come out in the blue and the yellow. Mm. And in the show notes, you know, Demna uh, is talking about uh it's it, it, it represented a lot of the struggle that's happening in Ukraine right now. Um, there's There's a bit in the beginning before the show starts, it's in a language I can't identify, um, but I'm sure it has something to do with you know, the current conflict. And so to later read that what I had kind of understood to be, you know, just the general strength through this storm was kind of a an interpretation of the struggle happening in Ukraine right now. And I gotta say I I, I don't buy it.
2: <laughs> I don't I'll come. Uh-
3: um I think like Demna himself he he's Georgian and he talks about how oh, okay. you know Russia Russia has um you know taken a lot from him as a Georgian. He's had to leave his home. Yeah yeah um I believe he studied in Odessa, right? So he it, it, it affects him personally, and I'm sure that you know he does genuinely care about Ukraine. But you know, when you're pushing garments that are three to five thousand dollars, and a lot of your clientele are these Russian oligarchs, what's what's the true message here? Are, are is is it still about your bottom line? Mm-hmm. Right. It, it it almost feels a bit disingenuous.
2: It's fake. I mean,
3: <laughs> a lot of
0: a lot of brand. Um, what's that called? Virtue signaling. Virtue signaling is virtual
3: signaling. Yes, is is a
0: uh, not um, from the heart,
3: right? Yeah, right. And and you're absolutely right. Demna's not the only one guilty of it. Um, but like, I can't help but see the comments on these shows, and oh, what a wonderful representation! Oh, like
0: you know,
3: I mean, peace that's, and love,
0: that's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and yeah. It, it's created this kind of this hive mind of. of People being influenced, and that's that's gonna be a big topic for today, influence, but yeah. people being influenced into into only ever seeing it as that positive kind of message when mm-hmm. there's a seriously sinister undertone. Um, mm-hmm. given given that at the end of the day it's still a it's still a corporation, it's still a yeah. brand that needs to sell. Yeah. So
2: a little bit of a, would you say a little bit of hypocrisy here?
3: No, oh, definitely, definitely, yes.
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. You
3: know, um, I think that uh, there's there's something I, I, I can definitely see the parallels. Like it it was it was um, filmed in a 360, um, and all of the media, all of the attendees were behind glass, looking at these models struggle through the snow and the and the, mm-hmm. and the wind. And like that, that, I think, is a is a good, fair kind of representation of, you know, how we are over here in the West. You know, we we only ever see the struggle through from our the outside, yep, from yep. the outside looking in, right? So oh, I think that that's yeah. that's something interesting to look at. that's
1: mm-hmm.
3: that's a, a good takeaway. but uh, to 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 make that the message of this show kind of again, half-hearted. I don't know. I'm. <laughs> Uh, I I already don't like Demna, so oh. <laughs> maybe I'm being biased. Um, mm. What did, What did you guys think? Uh, well, like the show like, for Overall, Balenciaga. overall, yeah. overall
2: yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. For me, I I I can see some stuff that, like, if I had like six million dollars, I'd I'd probably buy it. But um, yeah, not not too much like crazy. I yeah. don't like those boots.
2: Oh yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was very uh, repetitive, and I think it was like sending that that message as well. Of I don't know. So okay, Francis, do you want to finish up? I'll I'll say mine after.
0: I don't like. I don't really have too many opinions Mm -hmm. that are too um. What's called
2: meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So I did two things here um just to get perspective on everything so i didn't read up on it before what i did was like i saw the show for what it was and i was telling jay this um i was just like you know i clicked one part of the video and it fast forward and it basically showed me a trash bag right <laughs> and that kind of foreshadowed for me like oh maybe this is going to be like a really bad show um But in terms of the concept and how everything was made, uh, I thought it was really cool because um, one, that idea of looking from the outside in. And the idea is that the show was reflecting what was going on with 1D Ukraine, but also with climate change, right? I read somewhere that, um, you know, the world is in crisis. Uh, with the with the war that's going on, especially with climate change, and here we are, people looking from the outside into the window. But are we really doing anything about it? And so that gave me a little bit of thought provoking, um, you know, sort of ideas here. That like, yeah, I do see that concept. You know, you got this storm going on that probably can't be controlled, but you're trying to just get through it. Um, but the The whole theme of each model wearing uh, particular items, I thought this was done pretty like it was really cool, where everybody is sort of almost wearing the same thing, okay? But there's always one thing, one thing about their outfit that changes throughout each model. It allows you to focus on. What they're trying to portray, or what they are trying to get your sort of catch your eye. Like there was one point where somebody was just wearing all black, but they were wearing jewelry. There was one point where somebody was wearing again all black, but now it's the trash bag that's changed the color. So it's really catching the eye in different perspectives. Um, I also did a little bit of research on what some of the materials made from. And the material that some of these uh, that was designed for for these outfits was mycelium. Mycelium is a fungi, and you can get material from this fungi to make whatever it is. Like as with everything else, like cotton, something. But I thought that was really cool biological aspect. I don't know if it's really the sustainable way and how. Uh, That really ties in with global warming and climate change and how maybe using this type of material might be the way to go when designing specific clothes. So I thought that was really cool. So from my first perspective going in, I thought it was going to be trash. But then as soon as I started reading on some of these different concepts that were being implemented into the show, that's when I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Some of the pieces I... well. I would say 90% of the pieces I didn't really like. I couldn't really connect with it. I just like the idea that you're using maybe sustainable sources could be really wrong uh, when it comes to mycelium. But you know I studied biology and I thought that was a really cool piece. And creating these different out- outfits and then reflecting back to global warming and climate change, I thought that was really cool. Uh, but obviously the thing that threw me off is that uh, I saw this, obviously the name brand Balenciaga was on on a few items, but you know, Kim Kardashian was wearing that freaking um police tape Balenciaga one. I I thought that was really trash. Like I I I can't say (laughs) much about it. It maybe has some meaning behind it. But at first glance to me I'm just like, no, that's uh yeah, that's a no for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But overall, like I think it's it was okay. Like it was all right. Um I didn't really enjoy most of the pieces. I just enjoyed the concept. Of what goes into the fashion. Yeah, it's yeah, de- de-
3: definitely an interesting show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron, uh, Francis, did you guys happen to catch it?
1: I'm like uh, trying to like take it in right now, and I'm just like, some of these pieces are like really basic, like something that I would see a normal person wear, and then like all of a sudden, like there's one of these pieces that like kind of pop out in a flash, mm-hmm. like. Where it's like, no one would be wearing that. Like, I think the weird thing about high fashion is like, there's so many pieces that are just like, there's no one who would wear that, like, today today, And it's kind of like, what pieces should I be
2: looking at? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, this, uh, like, this is, yeah, this is why, like, so I, in our group thing here on Discord, like, I posted on uh, Dior. And Dior has the ready-to-wear pieces, right? And that's what I enjoyed. Like, I do like the idea of how different pieces can be loud um, and, like, right in your face. And some of those things I do like, but then when it gets too loud, I'm just like, how How do you incorporate that into my own fashion sense? Um, how do I incorporate this piece, if I were to wear it, to, you know, fit me? But, you know, like, like I understand that, um, like, you wouldn't catch a person wearing that unless they're trying to make a statement, which is most pieces, right? Which is most fashion, right? Like you, is this some... solely
1: art, or is this solely for like utilitarian purposes for like wearing? Yeah, it?
2: yeah, exactly. That's why I like the the uh, Dior fashion runway, where again the the ready to wear here it is, and I kind of emanate with what Dior had in mind for for their runway.
3: I I, th- I thought Dior was kind of plain. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: See, okay. So that that was that was my uh, my style. Uh, I, I think it's I think my 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 style is a little bit plain. But as of recently, I've been actually getting into pants. Um, mm. I know you, you're wearing the drop crotch. Ron doing the same. You got the tech wear and everything. Francis got all these cool pockets on his uh, on his pants. And like recently, I'm just like, wow! Like pants, you can do so much with it. There's Amount different amounts of pockets that you can put to it. There's a different amount of, um, I don't know, style that you can put into different stitching. And what I saw on Dior's is that every like male model was wearing this type of pants. And I thought it was really cool that you could make it a little bit dressy, but at the same time, it kind of looks like sweats. And then, um, I looked at the bottom of the like the or throughout some of these pants, you have some pockets, and I like the clean look. But using that type of uh, piece or that outfit or that or that uh, clothing piece in different type of, uh, I guess, in different type of situations, I thought it was really cool. And I really paid attention to the pants. Um, and I'm thinking about maybe looking into that um, if there's ready to wear pieces that is not so expensive. <laughs> well, I'll send you a link. Don't worry. All right. Yo, send that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I'm the same with pants. Like I, I've. I'm tired of just having the two pockets and whatever. Mm. That's why like anytime that I'm shopping for pants, it's really hard because I'm trying to look for something different. Mm. And yeah, not many people are doing it that um, I can find when I go out.
2: Yeah. That's why I look at, yeah, there's stuff
0: online, but it's so hard to like, uh, shop online sometimes because sizing,
2: this is why we go uh, thrift shopping in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: But, like, usually with, with like, the, the ones that are different, mm-hmm. they have better fitting for some reason. I don't know what it is. I guess... I don't know. I don't... I haven't bought enough to understand. hmm I don't know if you guys have experienced that.
2: For something no, but- like uh, looking online, you can't...
0: It's not no, like... Like like, uh, I don't know, like whenever you buy something that's like different,
2: mm-hmm.
0: for some reason it it fits better than the ones that are just like if I buy uh say, like a thirty or thirty two of like a regular pants, sometimes it'll come in and it's like, "What what is this?" And then I'll buy um <laughs> something that's um like what I'm describing, and then I don't know, I guess the material is uh
3: for sure. For sure. Yeah, better? I think or I think quality garments um fit true to size. That's something yeah. that's seen online yeah. all the on all time TTS, right? Um, but yeah, I I think that uh the goal of like mainstream lines is to hit as many people as possible and so they their sizes tend to run, you know, a little bit larger just because it's easier for someone to throw a belt on a wider uh, waist, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, to to kind of circle it back, Francis, uh, thoughts on either Balenciaga or Dior
0: on uh, either of those shows? Um, I mean, I already said what I said about Balenciaga. Uh, mm-hmm. For the Dior, yeah, like, I agree it is kind of plain, but some of it looks um. Like wearable, mm-hmm. most of it looks wearable. I guess that's one, for sure. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I, nothing crazy. I
3: I do yeah. agree about the pants. They're they've got that kind of formal appearance, but mm-hmm. you look at you look at the cuff and it's got this kind of sweat sweat yeah sweat look
2: yeah yeah no I agree, um, but I. <laughs>
3: again, maybe, maybe I just don't like Kim Jones. Maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe I, I can't I can't uh, I can't separate the artists from their work, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that uh, all of these all of these lines, Balenciaga, Dior, you can say Chanel and Prada. those used to be, you know, cream of the crop. you You wanted to talk about luxury. These were their brands, right? Um, mm. And each of them a little bit different. Where uh, you know, we can we can talk about Prada in a little bit, but I always I always uh, associated Prada with with elegance, and with Dior, it was a lot of uh, kind of. I just uh, think of perfume. <laughs> right, right, and and you're not wrong. You know, um, even when I say Chanel, like most people are thinking bags or perfume as well. Yeah, um, but like with with Dior, it's 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 more of a. a, a a kind of edgier type of luxury brand Mm. and so for it to to fall into this comfort to to fall into this more casual kind of like i dare say loungewear with a with a formal flair to it i i don't like to see it i don't like to see it from dior
2: i guess Uh, it's just you think that it's uh different from their original vision
3: yeah like Mm. these these houses these brands have have stood the the test of time. They've been around forever. And I think that, you know, artists can come in and, and you know, switch things up. I think that change is inevitable everywhere.
0: But um I mean there's it, a reason that they stay around is because they've already been established and yeah. can't really fall, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it's and smart. so
3: exactly that. Like these brands recognize that, you know, streetwear is what where it's at. And so we need to adapt. And so mm. even I, I mentioned Prada a little bit. Like I was very excited to hear that they took on Raph Simmons to co- co-direct the line with Mucha, but then even that ended up being a, a sore disappointment for me. I think that, like, they came out with, uh, like, I didn't expect this of Raph, but he took the kind of triangle Prada uh, logo. Mm-hmm. He made it huge and then turned that into a purse, which
2: <laughs> I hate. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, <laughs> That's even more loud. <laughs> that's really in your face. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, I, I I guess at this point we're just kind of spitballing um, any of any of the the shows, um, any of the lines. Um, Ron, any any shows stand out to you from Fashion Week?
1: Um, I'm obviously going to gravitate towards the Wriggles type stuff because that's yes. kind of like more <laughs> like wise kind of scene. Yes. Because of like. I remember getting into fashion. I was more into like kind of like the Alexander McQueen type of stuff,
2: because mm-hmm.
1: my sister really liked it. And it's more of a of the like darker, like aggressive, kind of like dirty kind of look, yeah. and like kind of Rick Owens is kind of like sort of like a mirror of that of some sort mm-hmm. in his own way. Because um, Alexander McQueen is more like organic type of like dirt, and then mm-hmm. you go into Rick Owens and it's kind of more of a metal. i see that
3: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure yeah uh yeah and yeah talking about all these shows i hated um rick owens obviously love rick owens um he he in my opinion is the last modernist um he's a designer i i said in the beginning you know a good designer should be able to invite you into their world they should be able to present their vision, and as soon as you you see that clothing, as soon as you hear that music, and you look at the surroundings, you should be kind of enveloped in that vision. And I think that Rick Owens, you know, can always seamlessly do
0: that.
1: Like almost um, like the industri- industrialist vibe to like yeah. all this clothing. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of like these malls walking in the runway with like these lights on their head. It kind of looks like they're like a bit of a robot of some sort. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, even um, there's there's a uh, visual artist, the name I forget, but he he would take those same kind of Philips uh, fluorescent bulbs and place them in rooms to kind of like uh, evolve the room and, and change the space. And so Rick was definitely kind of inspired by that stuff. Um, I think too, he had he had just come back from his trip from Egypt and he had seen some drawings of hieroglyphs uh, on the wall. and one of the one of the I guess characters on the wall has this headdress, and so that inspired a lot of those lights. Um, Stephen, what did you think? I know I know you had
2: uh... a little bit of a deep dive here. Yeah, um, I honestly like okay, so <laughs> I'll give context as to uh, what I think about this runway show i was telling these guys earlier um i know when Jay brought up like the the fashion week just ended and rick owens just showed up um or had had his line show up at uh, one of the runways i'm like okay let's take a look into this and then again do the same thing read up on it after (laughs) i was saying this is kind of weird that Elden ring the game that we were talking about last week It's coming out at the same time um, during fashion week with Rick Owens because there was something that I like I looked at and I'm like, yo, all these a lot of these pieces look like medieval armor. Uh, There's one guy that looks like an executioner and like, why am I getting that Rick Owens probably played Elden Ring first and obviously the trip and everything got uh, like you know inspired and everything he's like okay let's release this at the same time as Elden Ring and I'm like it's a weird (laughs) it's obviously like I don't know if that has actually happened but it's just a weird coincidence for me and I thought his work portraying these images were fantastic I did not think that you could make a boot look like a piece of armor for the yeah. leg, and that was—it intrigued me so much that when I saw that first model, like not, I, don't, I don't know if it was the first model, but when I saw one model where that I'm like, "Oh God, let's let's keep going." Mm-hmm. Then now I see like a person that looks like they're they're wearing um like a a sorceress outfit, and I'm like, "There's no way he created this. This is this is so cool." And then one that's like was wearing robes, and I'm like, yo, I don't know if it's because I played Elden Ring <laughs> that I'm so, um, you know, like in awe on the work that Rick Owens has 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 done for his models and designing all these different clothes. But I thought the the way that he designed these outfits to reflect, uh, of course, insp- inspiration from his trip, but to reflect sort of medieval times and create that... I don't know how he did it, but it boggles my mind how you can put that on fabric. Right, without... Into that Fashion Souls, yo. (laughs) Fashion Souls, that's how it is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, I I enjoyed that show. Although, I will say that uh, the flashing light... Uh, that was happening in and out of the show was kind of bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like uh, my eye, like it's it's so constant. It's just like a long uh, fade in and then a long it's fade out. Like that Oregon episode of Pokemon where you don't yeah exactly you <laughs> exactly. i oh my god, Ron! I know what the fuck you're talking about. And I I was like, yo, I I don't get dizzy often from watching like strobe lights and all that kind of stuff. But this was like playing with my brain and. It could be something that they were probably doing, right? They were yeah,
0: most likely part of the
2: yeah, part of the show really, to make everybody just um heighten their senses and you know, okay, it's dark, but let's make everything light. So everybody these kids have been sent to the hospital after <laughs> watching <the> show.
1: <laughs>
2: Yo, seriously. Uh, I mean it's,
1: it's
3: it's worth noting. The show is called Strobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. The 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 song that's playing in the back is Lights uh by yes. the Sisters of Mercy. Um, but yeah, no, Rick Rick can hardly ever do wrong, <laughs> in my book. Oh, I, I, yeah,
2: I see that. Yeah, it's again just to really wrap up my thoughts here. Like, I I, I think the the work that he did, the designs for every model, was just oh, I I don't know. It it took my breath away. Like, I had to watch it on like you know 4K on a big screen and just like sit <laughs> and watch it because all the pieces that connect um into history, all the uh, pieces that were able to look like exactly what they were but through fabric through um i don't know different types of stitching making it look like armor pieces looking look like a robe i thought it was really cool thanks for sending that jay that because that was really awesome i'm glad you enjoyed it i really enjoyed it a lot mm. did you uh did you take a look at the i'm I'm watching
0: it again in two times speed and like (laughs) oh man this this is crazy (laughs) but um yeah i i do overall like some of the stuff some of it i just um i don't know it's the it's the fashion thing fashion show thing where it's like they make it for the show and not for um really wearing yo but but that's yeah, Sorry. no, I, that's that's yeah, where it is different. Like I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> but when when I look at clothes, I I think of uh, what I wear. That right, you know, that, that's my perspective. Um, but like some of this, like the the robes, I like robes. I like I like the long flowing stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily tall enough to actually like get the end of it off the ground, but I do appreciate those. And what Steven said about like the armor of even without playing Ellen Ring, like I've been into trying to get uh clothes. Like lately, I bought a hat that kind of looks like um one of those draped uh things. Yeah. That uh, warriors wear, like with the thing on the back, and I really yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's why I'm digging this. But yeah, I don't know. You guys said a lot of stuff already that.
1: Uh, I kind of like I how really passionate or like cosplaying without being caught co- like a cosplayer sort yeah, of like thing 100%. like you can yeah. totally wear whatever you want and it could be like the most outlandish thing but you could just say it's just normal fashion
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah. and like yeah. For, the, for this show like uh rick said it's he wanted to give the feeling of a a lone wizard standing on a cliffside holding up a torch <laughs> and like you know, like that—that that translates so well. Right <laughs> um, and then yeah, like to to I guess uh, we were talking earlier about um, there are there are lines there are collections that will put out outlandish stuff that you kind of look at and you're like, yo, who would wear that? Um, for for someone like Rick Owens, like he had the I believe it's the '19 show uh, Bebel, and he had these he had these pieces that involved tent rods. So it was like a, it looked kind of like tarp and you needed to assemble these tent rods to make these abstract kind of shapes and you would wear them on the body. Um, You could go to his New York store and purchase the tent rods and all like everything, everything that he makes is for sale. Um, But like to contrast that, like you think of Gucci, Gucci has been known for making the most ridiculous, ridiculous stuff like they make a a knit uh ski mask that like (laughs) covers the entire face except for like a small hole for the eyes and mouth and it's like you 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 do ask yourself like who would ever wear this and i think that it's gotten to the point where you know they they make these crazy things knowing that the the super rich who they are targeting will pick up these items right? right um and then and then it becomes a status symbol where, you know, holy shit, is that guy wearing a Gucci ski mask? What the hell? And it's like he doesn't care because he knows you can't afford it. You know? Like mm, <laughs> you you yeah. spent how much on on what ridiculous item? You know, like it it's become just the biggest flex. Um to to circle back to just influence, right?
1: Mm, yep. <laughs> You were talking uh, about like the the tent rods, and yeah. I sort, of, sort of reminded me of this post that I saw on like the hypebeast Instagram with the uh, monkler, and mm-hmm. it's basically these like rods, and then you could kind of turn it yourself into a raft, <laughs> <laughs> and then like it's all like was it disassemblable, so you could like take it apart, and then you could just turn it into a normal suit, right? And then you you kind of look like the Katamari guy. <laughs> 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 with the ball <laughs> that's so funny yeah like I oh. love it when like these like brands or like these like um, designers make these um like really cool like one of a kind things that like are so modular it's like there's so much ways you could do stuff with like that piece of clothing and mm-hmm. like it, it works out in so many ways, it's just all up to your imagination,
3: for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, I think that um, nowadays, people people don't use that the imagination. I think that um, kind of uh, bring it back to like influence and influencers. I think that uh, nowadays people are kind of informed what to think uh, about specific
0: even just outside well, of fashion even just art yeah. in general
3: everything right? there's a no
0: meta
3: yeah and there's figured it out already yeah there, there needs to be like discourse like i think that the great thing about this podcast here is like we can disagree about things here right and and we're having meaning, meaningful discussion about you know an art form and what we liked and what we didn't like and i think that that's something that's missing nowadays I mean it it sounds very elitist, it sounds kind of gatekeeping, but like I my my hope is just that people take the time to appreciate and when when they like purchase something, especially if that's something's you know, five hundred, thousand, two thousand dollars, that it it truly sparks something within them and it's not just something that they're picking up because of hype, you know?
0: Hmm. Yeah, like, no, I totally agree with that. That's yeah. like Let one go. of my top. Yeah, rules. <laughs> no, no, no. no. See your thing.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I love that. Like, Canada is slowly moving away from like this fast fashion, sort of like, like the like Forever Twenty Ones and the H and M's, and like everybody's starting to do their like fashion shopping online, which mm-hmm. does create more like diversity between pieces and stuff feels like, I remember going to Japan and, like, almost everybody has, like, a different piece. If you go down Harajuku, you see, like, pieces that you would never dream of seeing, like, down in Canada because it's, like, these pieces that are just, like, all from different boutiques and, like, it's kind of, like, their own style and I wish that was here in Canada to stay because, like, and here, if you see us, like any time of the year, mostly in like Christmas, everybody's just wearing black, just straight black or mm. like brown or all these muted, just autumn colors that like are just so like boring. It, it,
0: it like uh, I don't know. If you if you stand back and then you look at it, it just looks like one like color moving. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, th- this, is why, this is why I enjoyed, like so Ron, like, when me, Francis, uh, I guess Brandon, Justin went to Japan for the first time to Harajuku, uh, we did it wrong. <laughs> we did it wrong the first time uh, thinking that, oh, I thought Harajuku was supposed to be more lively and have all these different clothing and stuff like that. We were on the wrong side. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> in the next year, 2019, when we were all together and we went to Harajuku in the actual right side, I could say that we were spending so much, like like hours on end, just looking through all the thrift stuff, looking through all the local brands, and looking at how like these local brands are expressing their sort of designs and their fashion and their art. And I thought it was really cool, and I did see that that. You know, everybody that was walking down Harajuku, everybody was different, right? Everybody had uh, different pieces on them, not necessarily brands that we know, but brands to them that are like really, really cool that they can wear and, you know, express themselves. And like, I I really agree to uh, that point where I wish that more diversity was available here in Canada, right? Uh, I know we've yeah. got the the Plato's Closet, we've got the, uh, the, th- the thrift store, we have um, Kensington Market, but even going down Kensington Market, I wasn't as, uh, you know, amused or had that sense of joy in me in, like, looking at some of these clothes. I'm just like, this looks like another jacket that, um, I don't know, um, champion or nike are pretty much that they pretty much have but as opposed to Harajuku, you go to like for me i was looking for this one jacket and this one jacket actually um like i found it but then when i looked around i'm like wow this interpretation of this jacket is way better than what i expected like i picked out another jacket i'm like these are the same but they're different I picked out like five more things and I put them side by side. These are the same, but they all have different functions. So, uh, and I was pitching myself: How would I wear this um, when I wear like I don't know, like black uh, dress pants or like sweatpants or like jeans that had this chain and stuff like that? Um, and I love the diversity that was that is in Harajuku, and it's really cool because like it's not even just in Harajuku. You could go to Nagoya. I was in Nagoya uh, in 2019, and it's exactly the same. Osaka, it's exactly the same. Everything is just different. Nothing is uh, the same in all these different cities. So I just wish there's a little bit more diversity. Uh, who knows? There there might be diversity, but they could be also really exp- be really expensive. Like in Japan, I, I
1: find that they curate their stores so much more. Like even if you go into a Supreme shop or like. One of the higher brands they curate all their things Mm -hmm. so like you only could find certain pieces that like the shop owner recommends yes like i remember my friend was looking for a like north bay supreme jacket and like he just couldn't find it because none of the shop owners wanted to curate that and they would would not have it and like he would go ask them if they had it and like they would just be like. Nope, this is not on the menu today. Like it's like basically an omakase, like sort of <laughs> <Yeah>. like culture <laughs> in Japan. Like yeah. this is what I recommend. You either take it or leave it. Sort of mm. like yeah mentality.
2: Yeah, it's like I've, the their 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 fashion, like their vision of what type of pieces that they want in their store. It's like yeah, it's like your your the whole brain or their whole. Um, methodology of putting out certain pieces in their store and you know you have to just dive into to, into that uh, owner's sort of brain fashion brain if, if i will say that uh in store and that way that he designed it and that's the way that uh the pieces that that's the way that he wants the pieces to be laid out in his store he or she sorry
3: you need a you need to fit the aesthetic because i've i've heard of people having experiences where They'll walk into a store, and unless they're dressed like they shop there, they'll be snubbed by by the, the staff, you know? But the moment you walk in and you're wearing that brand, you're wearing that aesthetic, then, they, then they'll, they're then they ready to speak with you because they know that you're serious.
0: Yo, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. that. If, what, if, what, if, what if I'm wearing, like, what if I'm planning to buy out the store, but I'm just wearing, like, roots?
3: Yeah, and this is when you can do the pretty woman. Like, do you work on commission?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Usually, when I walk into the Japanese stores, I kind of like play the guardian card, just so they're like, "Oh, maybe he will buy something." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> we Coming had on. we had that at one hundred and nine when I was with Bren. We were buying shirts,
2: and the guy was like,
0: "Oh, super cool!" <laughs> like-
2: <laughs> oh, so funny. Now that you mentioned that, um, I was I remember going to Stussy was it stussy tokyo or osaka i don't remember i think it was Osaka.
0: what did you buy i might remember
2: remember remember that guy that went up to me and go like yo are you sure that's it that was me no 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 that wasn't you
0: the the guy just like
2: he was just like suggesting like he's because i was buying some like a, a bunch of stuff and it's like, "Hey, you should check out this stuff. Like, it it fits with like your style." And I'm like, "No, I'm okay." And he goes, "Like, yo, are you sure?" And then you said it right after. they are like, "Yeah, are you sure?" Yeah, yeah no, that's that's not
0: in uh, in diversity.
2: Yeah. So, um, I will say that, like, he sure they're trying to sell sell you on these things that they could be working on commission. Uh, but Chris was like saying, like, "Yo, that guy is is checking out your like your style. Like, he's gonna come up to you and actually talk to you." Um, and then like, basically he was just, well, one, he did sell me things, but he's like, yo, like the fit's nice. And I'm like, all right, thanks. 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 Um, so yeah, like I do see what Jay is saying that, you know, if you're wearing specific things and you are in that environment where you emanate with some of the workers there, yeah, they will definitely go up to you and cater to you more than just being like, oh, that those two are just in the store, just looking around. We're not going to talk to them.
3: Yeah, that's why. Like, um, I I even went to like the the luxury area of Harajuku, and oh like God, yeah. going into Rick Owens Tokyo, you know. As soon as I come in, they can they can tell I'm a foreigner instantly. Speaking to me in English, um, and I I just happen to be wearing um, my creeper boots. Um, I'm I, I was a bit embarrassed because I had broken the zipper a long time ago, and I had like a key ring. <laughs>
2: Kind oh. of
3: put there to use to use the zipper, but uh, yeah, no, definitely had the same kind of thing—the the look up and down, and then the let me know if you want to try anything. And then it was around the same time that like Rick had just come out with a book, so I know that he had been doing signings at all the U.S. stores, and so I asked, I said, "Has he has he come here to do a signing yet?" And then, funny enough, the guy's like, uh, "No, I feel like he's abandoned us." <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> <laughs> kind of, That's so funny. funny joke.
3: Uh, yeah, like it, it's 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 definitely different when you know you can you can kind of both acknowledge that you share a passion for you know this line this this brand it's it's nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, um, I guess we can move on to another topic um well actually how are we doing for time i don't even know how long we've been recording
2: uh we've been recording since seven forty, so yeah I can keep going okay keep okay going for like another 20 minutes or so um
3: i wanted to talk about elitism and gatekeeping in the fashion community um how much of it do you guys encounter
1: um is it well, something I mean, honestly you, you i to... haven't encountered it, like almost any of it i mostly it's been positive i feel like just because canada has been not really outlandish and stuff so mm. you could kind of like wear what you want and like uh, it'll be like accepted pretty well because mm. like i think people are like really open to the idea of seeing things that they haven't seen before um yeah. I think the biggest gatekeeping thing for most people is like yourself, because like sometimes there are a lot of pieces that you don't mentally think you could wear, but you kind of have to like psych yourself out and kind of like put yourself out there to wear it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I have this like one Dalmung, um outfit that I don't think I've worn out, but I've only worn it out like maybe one or two times.
3: Have but, we like, seen it?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting for the summer where I can wear it. It's, it's okay. a very, like, um, the material is, like, kind of like a mesh, so it's kind of, like, see-through.
0: Oh, yeah, I've seen that.
1: It's like a hoodie, but it's, like, mesh. The black one? Yeah, the black one. Yeah. Um, And I kind of don't like it because it, well, it's, well, it's, like, me, a metal block. I don't, I like it, but it's a metal block where it's, like, I don't like how people could see through my clothing. Like, they could see what I'm actually wearing underneath. And it's kind of like, kind of like, make, puts me, like, in an insecure mood. So right. what I what I kind of do to psych myself out is, like, I just wear it at home as much as I can, just so I could feel like it's a normal thing. And then mm. I, I wear it outside.
3: Yeah, that's a good like, approach.
1: Like, do mm. you guys have, like,
2: things similar to that, or? Hmm.
3: Like, uh... I'm trying to think
2: like saying that, um, you know, there's something that you really want to wear. wear, but like, you don't know if you can rock it. Yeah, no, it's, it's happened like a bunch of times for me, I would say um, like, there's a few things that like I'll, I'll lay out on, on my bed or just like hanging and be like, yo, I don't know if this is gonna like fit with me. Like, I don't know. I don't know if people are going to think it's like really weird and stuff like that. Cause like there's, I think there's like one point where like there's this like this really baggy shirt that I really wanted to wear. I wore it in front of the mirror like so many times just to be like, no, just wear it. Just wear it. People will think it's sick. It's sick. And as soon as I like put my foot right in front of the door to leave, and I'm like, no, I have to change. I can't I can't. I can't. <laughs> Which I don't know year like this um, no, like as of the the clothes that I bought like recently, I would say in the oh, last like, five years, like there's something that like I thought was really cool. I bought it, didn't wear it at the store, bring it home. And then like, it sits in my closet for like two months. And then when I look at it, it will be like, okay, I, I take it out. I'm like, yo, uh, I, I don't know if I could wear this. Cause like, I don't know. I, I just have this, um, idea that, uh, like, I I know we say this all the time, like who, who the fuck cares what other people think, but I have this, uh, sort of mental battle with myself that like you know if it doesn't look good with me um it's just gonna be i'm just gonna look like an embarrassment in front of everybody else sort of thing but like you know i'm i'm still like it's it's like i'll see the vision it'll look sick but then when i wear it i'll look in the mirror a thousand times still won't like it i won't wear it i just have this constant battle with myself with these with different clothes that's why for me like i really want to wear sort of things that, you know, you know, Jason wears, Francis and Ron, <laughs> you guys have like all your uh, really cool nuances when it comes to like tech wear or functional wear. And I want to, I want to deep dive into that. Like when I buy a piece and I'm like, I'm too scared to wear this cause I don't, this is different, way different from what I usually wear. Mm-hmm. Right. But like now I'm, you know, starting to think and getting a little bit more comfortable that like, you know, try to explore these different things like if if it if it really means something to you um go ahead and just just wear it right like if you enjoy it you just enjoy it and not to think not to let what others think about you like bring you down and so like yeah that's that's just me yeah yep. yeah
3: francis do you have a, a piece
0: that you're kind of shy to bring out uh, i i kind of do something similar to ron where i'll wear it in the house and uh, um just to get comfortable with it or things like that because like i i do this a lot where i fuck around and then i find out and, and then it doesn't work mm-hmm. so yeah um is there a specific article of clothing um what was this i have this uh one shirt that i've had for years that i just never wore because like oh man you know it's, it's Pretty tight. Uh it's like a sweater. It has like um like I don't know if it's I'm pretty sure it's full leather. Full leather like lining on the on the sleeve. Yo. And uh it's a little bit like longer. Mm-hmm. So it, it does fit um uh, my style, like the the length of the um, the waist part. Mm-hmm. And but like I don't feel comfortable wearing it, so that's why I don't really wear it out. Or if I do wear it out, I usually layer it under something else, yeah. so I can hide. Um, the um, so I can like hide the com- uncomfortableness that I feel with something else. So um, I don't know. Yeah, I do do similar things uh, with Ron and what uh steven did where like he'll wear it and then uh be like no but sometimes i just can't take it and i'll just layer it so then i'm technically wearing it <laughs> and it's not fully showing yeah but what
3: yeah. is there yeah yeah now i hear that i've got i've got a couple of shirts uh too where the fit the fit is a little bit tighter than my liking and like that's that's definitely because i've like put on weight as well <laughs> But uh, I think I think the item that best describes that feeling for me is um, I've got the I've got the the Rick sock sock sneakers and they're, they're the high ones and so they come up they come up almost almost well not like just just before my knee basically so they cover my entire like calf right and then i I'll, I'll wear these with pod shorts so basically a drop crotch kind of baggy basketball length short. Hmm. And so you kind of get just, just the gap, <laughs> almost uh, an absolute territory by my yeah. knees. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, wear, wearing that out, I've definitely, I've definitely gotten like a bunch of looks. So some, sometimes like that. But like honestly, I, I like it. So whatever, yo.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, you like it. Where it, yo. Rock it, rock it yeah. the way do you want to wear, uh, wear it, yo. That, that's oh, yeah. that's confidence yeah and i feel like uh with what so like i'm glad that we're doing this podcast because um we get to push boundaries here and uh by pushing boundaries like you're giving confidence to others and really having them you know if they have a thought in their head that they uh that they want to do want to wear or something that that really needs to be pushed out like we can all hype each other up and be like no man let's just do it or like no that's the wrong decision we all we're all brothers here and building confidence in uh, uh, whether it's style, whether it's food, whether it's, um, you know, starting something new like this podcast. But, you know, this is what I like about uh, this podcast here.
3: Yo, whoever needs to hear this right now, that thing you bought, don't worry about it. You bought it because you liked it, right?
2: Wear it.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: wear as
0: it. long as it fits. I don't know if it's, if it's like, <laughs> as if too, too small. Your
2: critic is yourself. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God! Speaking of'll
0: return it if you break it
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you return it, I'll just buy the fabric off you and I'll just make it into something else <laughs> yeah. you know what i've I've actually done that recently where um there's a lot of clothes that don't fit me anymore, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna make this into something else. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's just like something small, like a mask or something or like make it into a t-shirt or even like a like a small little like sling bag or something. um like I'm not saying that i'm trying to just throw away all my clothes but i i kind of like the idea of recycling materials and uh using like repurposing it for something else for sure Uh, so this is why like uh, you know this this uh, fashion podcast and everything it's giving me ideas on what type of things i could be making
3: yeah that's like um back in high school i bought this chrome hearts wallet but i bought it used and it was like super beat up and pieces of the leather were like falling off. And so uh, first thing I did was clean it up. But then after like, and I, and I, I had it just in that state, just cleaned, um, for a long time. And then as I started to, uh, pick up more like leather, leather bags, leather jackets, gloves, um, I started to pick up, um, you know, pieces that uh, I, I didn't quite like anymore, or maybe it was it was in lamb, like like lamb leathers, like v- really thin, right? Mm-hmm. So I would start to play around with that and then being able to hand sew that. And eventually I got to the point where I kind of Frankensteined um, some leather off of an old wallet and I, I grafted it onto the the Chrome Hearts one that I had purchased. And so to this day, I still
2: have it. Like That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. I know one that you- one of of one 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 one, one, NFTs (laughs) one of one (laughs) Uh, um, but that's that's cool man like I know you've been um, like a leather head leather expert and you know you're giving us tips on everything um, when it comes to pieces that we own in terms of leather and like it's cool to hear that um, you're able to repurpose uh, leather material and making it for one of your own one of one for sure for sure
0: cool, cool. Um,
2: yeah
3: did, did anyone have any other topics uh, anything they want to discuss
2: uh, I actually actually I want to ask Ron this what is the it, latest techware thing that you've bought
1: that I bought that um, you yeah, bought of course, you probably have known. I bought the uh, acronym modular <laughs> shoes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I was I mean... actually so close to buying you a pair too. No, dude, I told <laughs> you not <laughs> to
2: buy it. No, no you, know, no. you know what
1: happened after that conversation? I, I put them in my cart and I bought it with oh. like with some Baobao.
2: because bao, yeah. I
1: wanted a Baobao bao bag. Yeah, it came over, and then um, the Baobao bao bag wasn't as good as I, I liked it to be. Mm. So then I ended up being like, man, if I showed this to Steven, Steven would be really
2: mad. I bought it for him. No, bro, don't. <laughs> and then I just returned it immediately. I felt so bad. No, no. Why do you feel bad? Like, I just... Okay, so... Okay, explain to everybody. Like, maybe this will be like our last segment here. Um, okay. what, these, what these acronym shoes are and um, why you purchased them. Because I... I would have definitely done, I would have triggered on both the black and the, the maroon. So, Acronym, is and Hugh, created these shoes, which is
1: basically um, kind of like a rework on the, uh, what was it? The uh, June Takashi's? Jun mm-hmm, Takashi's yes. um, uh, Dawnbreakers, yes. which basically the um, the heels were supposed to be able to like um, retract, but like on the final product, they thought that it was too fragile, so they ended up making it a solid heel. So, Erison Hugh took a swing at it and he brought out the acronym Blazers. Um, uh, I don't know if there's a specific name, they're just kind of like the acronym Blazers, and yeah. um, they have this really cool thing where um, people could. Three D print their own designs and put it onto the uh, the shoe. So you get people the, designing spikes and like and the Evangelion head and mm-hmm. like all these crazy like designs that they could attach to their shoe via screws. You could take it out mm-hmm. and put it in as mm-hmm. like um what is it called like um a faceplate sort of yeah like situation yeah. yeah and like i thought it was so cool so i immediately copped both the colorways at first <laughs> thinking but it was a good idea and then i was like maybe someone else wants to like share this experience with me so i end up selling one of the shoes to my buddy at work oh nice so, so i sold my black pair to my my buddy at work
2: Yeah, and I I would say that uh, that maroon pair with the, or sorry, the maroon pair that you have um, with the neon uh, color swoosh on it, I think is really a, it stands out, right? Like like you said, like the the black is a little bit too plain. And I do see that now and with the maroon and having that accent on it, it becomes a little bit more attractive because what can actually happen is that once your eyes draw towards the accent, and then it draws towards the back. And then that's when you can show the artistic piece of the shoe, which is could be the Evangelion head, the spikes. Um, and I was actually thinking the other day that like you could probably turn this into a volleyball shoe and put a brace on it and actually screw in the brace because I will say that when I play volleyball, my braces tend to break a lot because they're fitting into the sole. But if it's actually screwed on, it might have a better purpose. But that's a topic for another day. So... Um, when you when I saw that I'm like man Ron that is a really really cool piece of like sneakers that you that you bought like
3: yeah, what it, what are you th- sorry go ahead
1: yeah go oh um it's such a, like a community piece of shoe like you kind of want everyone to have it just so like you could share your ideas like a little secret club sort mm-hmm. of like because there's like online forums where everybody's kind of like putting their 3D printed designs. Onto a website and sharing them, and everybody has this big list of things that they could print out. Yeah, um, yeah,
3: for real. Wow. Like, what what other shoe has DLC?
2: What? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like,
3: I guess my question is going to be, uh, what's what what piece of DLC uh, are you going to print first? Have you printed any yet?
1: Um, I've asked Brendan, who's been on the podcast, or well, I asked Francis to ask Brendan for me to print out like um some designs nice. i wanted to print out the um the the rocket shoes oh, oh yeah. that, that mm. looked like the, uh my hero yeah, um is what's his name Issei or whatever what's um mm. the, like um deku's best friend he has like the rocket shoes on his ankles it kind of looks like that but it's on the shoes Mm-hmm. Um so I I want to be rocking that. And so cool. I'm also interested in the uh there's these um spikes and it kinda comes out um kinda like kinda like like a like a reef, it's kinda like like thorns mm-hmm. on, your, oh. on your feet. Oh, yeah. does it go around the ankle and everything? Yeah, it goes around the ankle. Ooh, and yeah. I, I thought that cool. would look really sick. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's one of those things that's like really, really, really something you don't see in this world. It looks sure. kind of alien. Yeah. Sure. Like I, I was really interested in that.
2: Yeah. I, I love, like if it wasn't for me buying furniture in this house, my new house right now, I, I would have gotten on it as well because there's just like so many things that yes, the art artistic perspective but in terms of functional that you can add to that uh whether you're playing like soccer or you're playing like volleyball i thought that like you know with that modifiable piece to the shoe you can do so much than just you know uh functional activities or art like uh, who knows like you could put, probably put some tech on it that's another thing that people can be playing with who knows i <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: You got me on, you got me on Grail. <laughs>
2: Yo! <laughs> Yo! Grail. <sighs> Damn sponsor Grail. Should... <laughs> yeah, Grail, sponsor this podcast, please. <laughs> I, I still have emails and texts coming from them for shoes that I want to buy and resale whenever it goes down. So funny.
3: It's, it's been a while, so I'm looking at my like saved favorites and like $6,000 undercover Evangelion Unit 2 jacket. $1,000. <laughs> thousand dollar all black evangelion gloves uh, <laughs> once a th- week i search up the
1: gloves <laughs> <and just keep laughs> up, available
3: i want those gloves man <laughs>
2: uh i think i think we're good jay did you have anything else um any questions anybody have questions and everything i think i think that's a wrap that's um, a wrap any any
3: final words run
1: um thanks for having me on this this podcast is amazing i'll be listening every week um let the guys know if you want me back on. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Definitely, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you hit my Twitter at Macunini, Machina Kingu and uh, same thing on Instagram. Um I go as Maku um, as a screen name on most places. So if you see that name anywhere, that's probably me.
2: Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to Pick your brain on your fashion style. What you thought of different fashion concepts, and uh, giving us your take on your everyday wares and giving it.
0: Yeah, it's 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 good. It's good to have another person to talk about stuff.
2: For sure. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna have you on the podcast from from time to time. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I hope you have me on
1: the uh, the twenty. 20- your your second Japan trip. Uh, oh, oh yeah. 2019. 2019 yeah. is going to be like... Was, I was part of that,
2: sort you of. You were. You were. Yeah, were. were. <laughs> we need you on that. I think what we could do is like, you know, it, when things get a little bit easier to to hang out and stuff like that, uh, we're going to set up a bunch of mics, do a live and uh, do a recording and everything just to uh, include everybody that was on that Japan 2019 trip because I think that was the most memorable Trip that I've ever been on in my entire life. And I we have stories day. for you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh
1: especially that first, <laughs> oh, that first day. Oh, that first night.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> so, your listeners, the rabbit hole goes deep.
3: It does it does, uh, and so you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Keep listening. Once again, thank you, thank you for your patronage. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for listening to us talk. Uh, thank you again, Ron, for coming through.
1: Thanks for having and, me. Uh,
3: I think uh it goes without saying, you know, don't be a bitch. Don't,
2: don't be, a, be a, bitch. a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Willong tea?